Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We have been speaking a series of messages called I Am CWC. And today we are closing out the love God part of I Am CWC with, we, we talked about we love God by following him. We, we love God by serving him. We love God also by giving that I shared last week. And today we're going to talk about we love God by loving others. Amen. Amen. And so this morning, if you have your Bibles, do me a favor. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. John 15. We're going to start with verse 12. And as you're turning there, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever run into an unloving Christian? That was a pretty strong amen to start off with. (laughs) Have you ever run into an unloving Christian? Do you know that's an oxymoron? We'll we'll talk about that in a moment, okay? John chapter 12, verse 15, uh, John, John chapter 15, verse 12. I'm also dyslexic. John 15, verse 12 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another in the same way, everyone say same way, that I have loved you. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. It says same way, and and, and God wants us to love each other in the same way that God loved us. And I I need you to understand this is important because when we talk about love, my love has strings attached to it. Say it again, Pastor. My love has strings attached to it. I'll love you if. You don't talk about me. You don't gossip about me. You don't put me down. You encourage me. Or or you know what? You, You love my wife or my kids. But the moment you cross me, all of a sudden, and you hurt me or you come against me, all of a sudden, my love has conditions for you to come back into the inner circle. But Jesus tells us to love others in the same way that he loved us. That even after Peter denies him, not once, not twice, but three times, he still loves him. He still brings him in. And so my love has conditions. My love has strings. My love has fine print. Because I don't always love the way Jesus loves. But when we talk about an unloving Christian, that's an oxymoron. And the word oxymoron comes from two different words that mean sharp and dull. Sharp. And so even the word oxymoron is an oxymoron. So let me give you some oxymorons as we kind of lay the foundation here. Alone together. Jumbo shrimp. Clearly misunderstood. Definitely maybe. Silent stream. Exact estimate. Come on, somebody. Negative income. Original copy, wise fool, same difference. I love this one, pretty ugly. Or unloving Christian. It's an oxymoron because we can't say that we follow Christ if we don't love like Christ. 
And so I need you to understand something this morning as we take a look at this. The church has been identified by the things we don't agree with rather than how we love. But Jesus said they will know that you're my disciples by your love. And if we don't know how to love and we are known more for what we're against rather than for the love that we have for people, then it's time that CWC begin to be known as a people that love people once again. Come on, somebody. I want to talk about three things, a consistent love. I want to talk about a covering love and a costly love today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 15. We're going to try to get through this. I'll get through what I can and whatever we can't, we'll still stop on time if we can. So I want to talk in Luke chapter 15 tells this parable of it's known as the lost chapter. For those of you in Paragon, you're shaking your heads because today you went through the book of Luke. But Luke chapter 15, written by the physician Luke, who I need you to understand, he writes this. Uh, he, he, he's, we don't know whether he used to be a slave or a servant to someone. He's set free and under the condition that he would write or give a report exactly out about what Jesus had done. And so the, the gospel of Luke, Luke wasn't a disciple. He was a doctor. And yet he writes about what Jesus did. And I want you to see this. Luke 15 is known as a lost chapter. It talks about a lost coin. It talks about a lost sheep. And then it talks about a lost son. A lot of losing things. Losing my mind, losing my keys, losing my phone. In fact, my daughter knows that we lose things so much that she finally bought us the tile. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. You connect it to your keys or your phone and so forth. So I lost my keys a couple weeks ago and I hit the tile and the battery's dead on the tile. <laughs> kind of defeats the whole purpose of that. I want, I want to explain this real quick because many times we misunderstand. The lost coin was lost because the in, now, now it's a coin. It's an inanimate object. And so the coin was lost by the misuse or by the clumsiness of the owner. And so when the, the coin is lost, the owner went looking throughout the whole house to find the coin. Now, even when the coin was lost, it didn't lose its value. I need you to understand, even in seasons when you're lost, you do not lose the value that God has on you. But then also we have a sheep. Now, sheep can be stubborn. They can go their own direction. And the sheep, because they're, 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 they're dumb, because they follow and so forth, or they take off and they wander, the shepherd goes and looks for them. But he had to count his sheep to know when a sheep was missing. This is the thing I want to get to. When we get to the lost son, the shepherd looked for the sheep, the owner looked for the coin, but when the son leaves, the father doesn't go look for him. We have in our culture that if you love someone, you agree with them in everything. Love doesn't mean I agree with what you do. It means that I still have value for you even when you are going the wrong direction. And the, the, the prodigal son comes to his father, and we never see the father go search for him. We search for a coin. We search for the sheep. But when the son makes a decision to leave the father's house, the father does not go after him. 
He prays for him. He hopes for him. He waits for him. But he understands it was the son's decision to leave. And whenever I have someone that leaves the church or leaves the fellowship that was a son of our house, I will not go look for them. Because they made a choice to leave. I'll wait for them. I'll have open doors for them. But I'm not going to take off and run after them. Why? Because take a look at this. I want to break down the lost son. The lost son asked his father for his inheritance. Now, mind you, the father is the one that worked for the inheritance. He's the one that created the business. He's the one that created the wealth. And the son just fills this entitlement that says, Dad, I can't wait for you to die. I want my inheritance now. Now, the father doesn't, again, it doesn't say whether he agrees or disagrees. He just tells him, okay. So he splits his, his estate and he gives, he cashes out and gives his younger son all the money and his son takes off to live a riotous lifestyle. In fact, he, he lacks the trust in his father's ability to manage the estate. So he goes out on his own and as he goes out, the, the father relents. Again, this is where love steps in. Even though the father doesn't agree with what he's going to do, he still gives it to him. Amen. There, there are times just because God allows you to do something doesn't mean that God approves of what you're doing. And many times we, we, have, this, we have this idea that if it's God's will, it'll happen. Not everything that happens is God's will. And God doesn't agree with everything we always do. Now, he goes out, he grants him half the estate, and he wastes it on prodigal living. Everyone say prodigal. That word prodigal in the Greek means uh, wasteful, excessive. It means something unusual or unhealthy, which means prostitutes, debauchery, lewd conduct, now drunkenness, pleasure. This dude didn't hold anything back from his lifestyle. Whatever he wanted to do, he did it. He made it rain at the club. He was like, drinks on me. This guy was doing every, whatever he wanted, he did. He didn't withhold anything from himself. He wasted everything his father worked a lot lifetime to accomplish then he finds himself alone I, I need you to understand he was bankrupt in his spirit before he ended up bankrupt in his bank account you end up bankrupt spiritually before you end up bankrupt morally now he finds himself when his money is gone the friends are gone as well as long as he was paying for everything, all the partiers were hanging out with him. The moment he lost the money, he lost his friends. And he ends up feeding pigs in a foreign country. Now, as a Jew, the pig was considered to be the most unclean animal you could be around. And yet he was watching the pigs eat, and he began to desire what they were eating. Oh, you got to follow me on this. You know that you're beginning to fall away from God when you begin to desire things that you never would have considered before. He begins to look at it and think, man, that really looks good. That, that, that real, man, I, I would, I, I'm so hungry. The famine has hit the land. And he begins to desire what the pigs 
are eating. And I need you to understand that he has a come to Jesus moment. Every one of us needs a come to Jesus moment in our life. You have to you come to your senses. The Bible says that he literally came to his senses. I'm believing that there is going to be a wave of prodigal sons and daughters that are going to begin to come home from the north, the south, the east, and the west that are going to come to them senses and realize this is not what God created me for. I was created for something better than this. I don't deserve this addiction. I don't deserve this relationship. I don't deserve this condition that God created me for something better than I'm experiencing in this moment right now. Come on. Somebody say amen. You see, we have to under get to a point in our lives where we come to our senses and realize, what am I doing here? Have you ever been in a situation in your life where you literally stopped and said, man, what are we doing? What, what, what's going on? Why, why am I here? I'm better than this. And that's when you know it's from God. Amen. When it's from Satan, he says, oh, you suck. You're terrible. You're, 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 you know what? You, you're, you're, worth, you're worthless. But the Holy Spirit tells you, not condemnation, but conviction. You're better than this. You're a better dad than you're acting like right now. You're a better husband than the way you're acting right now. You're a better wife than what you're doing right now. You're a better mother than how you're acting right now. You're a better woman. You're a better man. You're a better person than what you're experiencing in this moment. And I want you to see what happens in verse 20 of chapter 15 of Luke. So the son set off for home. From a long distance, his father what? I'm not, I'm not sure. Take a look at this. So from the, his father saw him coming. From a long distance, his father, what? Saw. So everyone say it. Saw. saw. Now, now, understand this. There is no Facebook. No cell phones. There's not Instagram. Tired of these pigs. You know, I'm going home to my daddy. There's no way that the father knows that his son is on the way. Oh, church, you're not hearing me. There's no way that his dad knows that his son is coming home today. That tells me that every day his dad looked upon the horizon and waited and said, is today the day that my son's coming home? Today's the day that my family's going to be complete. Today's the day that we're going to get my family back together. God, is today the day I've been praying for my son. I'm believing for my son. My family will be whole once again. What the enemy meant for destruction, God's going to bring about for, for blessing. So... It says, as he was a long distance off, his father saw him. That this blows me away because his hair is matted. He left as a prince. And he's coming back homeless. Clothes are tattered. Hair has the pig feces in it. His feet and the sandals that he, his Louis Vuitton sandals that he left with are gone. He's walking barefoot calluses. His face is covered with dirt. He's traveled a long way. And yet even as he's walking, the father recognizes, even in that condition, there's my son. 
God knows you. God recognizes you. He says, dressed as a beggar with great compassion, swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, kissed him over and over with tender love. Man, I love this picture. He runs off to his son, and even in that funky condition, he doesn't say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to clean up. I want you to wash up and, you know, get, take a bath, take a shower, and then we're, we'll, we'll reconnect. He doesn't do that. Even in his jacked-up condition, his father comes and embraces him, kisses him, loves him, because there's no love like a father's love. No love as a love from a father to their child. I want you to see what he does. No lectures, no conditions, no threats. Listen, I want you to get your life right. Then we're going to let you back in the house. You know what? What you did was wrong. There's none of that. No, there, there's no lectures, no conditions, no threats, just consistent love. All he does is say, listen, I'm bringing you back in your home. He embraces him. He loves him. That's the love that God has for you. That's how much God loves you today. God loves you so audaciously that you can squander every Everything he blessed you with. And God is still waiting for you to come home. Who could you love to life today? Who could you, who, who needs an embrace from you today? Not lectures, just love. We, we, we live in a, t a time where we live in a world where people need second chances. Oh, come on, listen to me. Those of you at home, CWC has to be a place of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances. I'm on chance somewhere in between a million and a million and two. I'm up there. Because cancel culture wants to wipe people out when they make a mistake. That's not who Jesus is. How many are grateful for the love of God? The consistent love of God. I, I want to share a couple more examples with you before we close here in a moment, okay? I want to talk to you about a covering love. Here, here in John chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, check this out. A woman caught in adultery in the very act, the Bible says. They throw her down in front of Jesus, and it says in verse 5, The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Jesus, they, they were trying to trap him into saying something that could be used against him. But Jesus what? Stooped. Okay, stay with me, guys. Stooped. Okay, not stopped. Stooped. That's all right. It's all right. He stooped. What, what does stoop mean? They threw her at his feet. And he knelt down. He came down. He came down. You want to know the picture of what Jesus is all about, what the gospel is all about? It's found right here when a woman caught in sin who should be stoned to death is thrown right at the feet of Jesus. She was busted. There was no, there, there was no excuses about it thrown in front of Jesus, and what does he do? He doesn't pick up a stone. He doesn't gather the people together to stone her. He stoops down. He kneels down. He comes down to her level. That's what Jesus did. He left the, the glory of heaven 
And he came down to where we are to become a man, to cover us. When we deserve death, he bent down next to us. He covered us. Oh, I don't know about you, but you, you, about right now, you should be feeling pretty loved. About right now, when everyone in your family starts pointing out your flaws, when everyone that knows you starts pointing out your sin, when everyone that knows you says rightfully that you should die for the things that you did, Jesus says, no, stop, they're guilty, but... He came down. He came down to where we're at so that we could be where he is. He didn't leave her in the dust. After he writes in the dirt and he tells those, those without sin cast the first stone. And so the older to the younger begin to walk away. And with their head down, Jesus kneels down again, writes in the dirt. And when he stands back up again, she still has her head down. And he says, where are your accusers? Where are those people that brought you here? He says, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. You, you know what we do? We, we look at the not stoning part, but we forget what Jesus told her before she left. Jesus loved her enough that he went to where she was at. But he believed in her enough not to leave her there. When he told her that simple statement, go and sin no more. What am I telling you today? God's love will cover us. But after he covers us, he expects us to change. His love is a covering love. His love is a consistent love. His love is a costly love. That he came down to earth, gave his life as a ransom for you and I. The same hands that wrote in the dirt to cover this lady were spread out on the cross. Had nails driven through his hands. The same hands that formed Adam out of the dust of the ground and blew breath into him was nailed between and suspended between heaven and earth. Why? Because he gave his life as a sacrifice for you and I to cover our sin, to say, I love you enough to bring you up to where I'm at. I came to tell you this morning is that the love of God for you is so radical that no matter what you've done, you are never too far away from the love, from the mercy, from the grace, and from the hope of God. My God loves you radically. Some of you watching online right now, you've had people tell you that, you know what, that God, that God doesn't forgive you. That's not the God that I serve. My God loved you so, so amazingly that he came down to give his life for you. Listen, as I close this morning with heads bowed and eyes closed, John chapter 15, verse 13 says, There is no greater love than this than to lay one's life down for a friend. Do you know someone today that needs the love of God? Heads bowed and eyes closed. You're here right now, and maybe you're the one that needs God's love this morning. You need the consistent love of God. You need the covering love of God, and you need the costly love of God this morning. You've been looking down on yourself. You've been getting down on yourself. You're finding yourself in a circumstance where you're saying, I'm better than what I'm living right now. 
If you're here and you need the love of God right where you are, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you right where you're at right now. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, God bless you over here as well. There in the back as well. God bless you. 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 Yes, online as well. God bless you. For those of you online, even that is your, you're there, that you're recognizing, I just need the covering love of God right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, we just speak the love of God over your life. God loves you. Sometimes you put so much pressure on yourself that you try to be good, but your goodness doesn't match God's love. God's holy, and only God's love has the ability to make us new. That's what the cross was all about. It's a costly love. You're here right now, and you just need to receive the love of God. Father, you've seen every hand that's been lifted up. And I just pray, Father, that you would just, even now in this moment, that you would cover them. That you would let them know how much you love them this morning. That, God, that you do not judge us based on our failures. You judge us based on your completed work on the cross of Calvary. So I speak hope this morning. For those that feel unlovable, Lord, you loved us still. Your love is unconditional. Your love is amazing this morning. So, Father, I pray for every heart, for every individual in this place, God, let your love cover. Let your love encourage. Let your love strengthen right now. Maybe you're far away from God, even online. You've been, you find yourself a little disconnected from God this morning. If that's you, right where you are, would you just say, Pastor Dan, I just, want to, I just want to restore my walk with God. I just feel disconnected there. If that's you, on the count of three, just simply ask you to lift your hand in the air. Ready? One. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. Two. Search your heart right now. As I say this final number, left to right, front to back. Ready? One, two, three. Lift your hands right where you are. God bless you. Yes, God bless you over here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. They're online as well. If you're here and you just recognize it, you just need Jesus in your life. You want to just restore your walk with God. Everyone here, would you stand with me? Those at home, if you're at home, just bow your, your hearts before God. I need you to understand, no one took Jesus' life. He laid it down. It was a decision, a choice. That's how much he loved us. And I want to know, what does loving Jesus look like for you? What does loving like Jesus look like for you? That if you begin to love like Jesus, CWC has to be a place of second chances, where love takes priority. How does it look in your life? Who do you need to share love with and forgiveness and hope? and strength because we all need a second chance Amen. how many times did you how many programs did you go through chaplain John 15 before it took you might be on number 14 ready to quit don't give up don't give up if he had given up at 14 we'd never have chaplain John 
We never have the man that's changing lives by opening up a men's home to be able to impact so many lives today. Transform lives. Don't give up. Don't give up. Pastor Dan, it's been too hard. Don't give up. You're better than where you're at right now. Bow your heads as we pray. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I need your love. I'm not always lovable, but you still love me. And I receive your love today. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my failures. Forgive me of my sin. And I ask you now, come into my heart. Make me new. Forgive me of my sin and change my ways. I make a decision today to follow Jesus, to change my life and to pursue him. Let the love of God flow through me to others. Let it change others the way it changes me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise right now. We're going to close in a second. For those of you online, we love you. And just remember, next time we see each other, until then, love God, love people, and let's change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.